This is the journey of a founder who isn't afraid to admit his mistakes. By his own account, he was pretty naive when he launched his first startup. But that startup helped him learn, change, and start something even better. When I started Boomi, I was 24 years old and I really didn't know what I was doing at all. I don't know what I was thinking about per se. There weren't really books on how to start companies in the year 2000 like there are now. There was no lean startup. There wasn't any of that stuff. I think we hoped we'd build a cool, big, meaningful business, but a lot of naivety, to be totally honest. I'm Chad Grills, founder and CEO of Mission.org your number one source for accelerated learning. Building a successful, profitable, and growing business is not easy. Trust me, I know. And one of the key things that has helped me through the ups and downs is learning from the best entrepreneurs in the world. Welcome to The Journey. Building a company is complicated, to say the least. There are countless decisions to make about your market, product development, customer support, sales and marketing, not to mention the dynamics around corporate structure, partners, advisors, investment, and more. Connecting with other entrepreneurs can help. They can empathize. They can offer insights from their own experiences. Connecting with those like-minded peers is easier than it used to be. But back when Rick Nucci was starting Boomi nearly 20 years ago, that wasn't the case. It's lonely being a founder. It's in many ways a singular journey where like most people aren't going through the the type of stuff you are. I live in Philadelphia and I've started two software companies in Philadelphia. And I actually think there's a ton of advantages and amazing things to doing and starting a technology company, not in a, in a hub. People who are very interested in building and solving technical problems will find out about you. They're choosing to stay in Philadelphia because they love the city. And then when they can find a company that they get excited about, it's a great combination. Rick eventually found people who were interested in building and solving technical problems, but he had one chronic problem that took more energy than anything else. He was clashing with his co-founders. It went on for years. It got so bad that he even considered quitting his own company. During those dark days, during the founder infighting, I definitely very much remember um, like a, a moment of like looking for a job. Ultimately, Rick decided that fixing his company rather than giving up on it was worth the effort. Despite the problems, he was still excited about what Boomi could become. And many of those problems, he realized, were the result of poor leadership. The first thing was we didn't actually decide who was the leader in the company. And and I just believe very much you have to do that. I think you... Um, you know, we, we, we were like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll just make decisions as a group and it'll be great. And like the minute we disagreed on something that broke right away. And then we're like, oh, how do we actually decide what we're going to do? And uh, that's one of those never again things for sure. I think you, you going in, at least my opinion is you you have to have that call them the CEO, you know, the, the person who's going to be the tiebreaker. I think have, there's a lot of voices at the table and there's a lot of ways you can make decisions together, but it's always going to happen. And having someone who can listen to everything process and say, here's what we're going to do has to happen. So we wasted so much time inward focused, right? Which is just so terrible when a startup's already so hard. And then if you have to spend your time doing that stuff, you're just not going to kind of go anywhere. And then I think ultimately was uh, enough of a problem that we ended up kind of all parting ways. Boomi was five years old and his partners were leaving. But Rick pressed on. He retooled the business with his first angel investor. 
they brought in a new team and they bet the whole business on one new big idea. We in that time were early cloud adopters. I think we were using Salesforce and we we're like, wow, this is really a whole different way to think about using software at work. We were like, hey, like if the world were to move here to cloud, like the way you would do that integration would actually end up being totally different than the way these products are built now. And long and short of it is we very much um, rebuilt the entire product in this new world and said, okay, well, let's take a bet. And it really is a, this is a swing for the fences strategy. There's no base hits here because we're either right and it's really successful or we're wrong. And like, that's it. Like we burned the ships with this strategy. Now there was no turning back. Rick knew the cloud-based tools they were building were valuable. And he believed the market would eventually realize that as well. So after eight years, Boomi raised its first round of venture capital and scaled their new cloud product. We were, uh, we had raised investment money. We were not profitable. We had at that point angel investment and not much. We were very good at making a little bit of money go a long way, I would say. We were doing cloud integration and you could go into Boomi and do these like drag and drop workflows and mappings. And like, this is a problem that was solved by writing code and it was hard code and complicated and error prone. And so, you know, the big incumbents would look at this and like literally be like, it's like a cute toy, but like when you need to do real work, you know, come over here. And like, we had to invent a new pricing model too, because in, you know, cloud is subscription right? That wasn't a perpetual license model and you couldn't sell seats. That didn't make any sense because it's middleware. So we came up with this new billing unit. And I remember one conversation in particular with one of those customer service products and they were very like, you know, this isn't like a long-term viable business. You, you know that, right? And we're very much, very, very much dismissive. And, you know, I just sort of picked that one out because probably a year later we had sold into probably 75% of their biggest customers all became Guru customers. After almost a decade, things were starting to work. Boomi was booming. They were at the front of a rapidly growing market and the new pricing model they developed was working. On top of it all, their customers loved the product. That's when Rick got an offer that so many entrepreneurs hoped for. Dell was interested in acquiring his company. The acquisition offer was simple, straightforward, and it made sense to Rick and his investors. Dell was a partner of ours that we were having success with that ended up turning into an acquisition. So it was somewhat natural in kind of how it, it came to be. Ultimately, I think we benefited from an acquirer that knew how to acquire companies. And I think like anything, you do need to learn how to do it. And I remember when it was real and it was happening, the process and thoughtfulness of almost like a run of show event when the, of the day of the announcement and how we were going to tell the employees and how we were going to very deliberately make the news and then issue everyone offer letters uh, to join Dell. And so that no one was wondering, like, is my job at risk? Right? Like all of those things they did from start to finish in hindsight were ways to lessen the anxiety and ambiguity that comes from an acquisition because done right your company can keep on its momentum and path and you look at boomy you know it just kept kept running you know the machine kept running and and you hear so many other stories about how things can go the wrong way and kind of go off the rails and you start missing quarters and key people start leaving you know and those things really didn't happen and i think um, it's testament today. You just look at the continued growth and trajectory that that business is still on as part of Dell. It's really been cool to see. When we come back, Rick talks about Boomi's acquisition and how it presented the challenge and opportunity that would become the focus for his next startup. 
The journey is sponsored by our friends at Salesforce Essentials. We use Salesforce Essentials every day, and it's part of our own business journey. Essentials combines sales and service tools in a single app to help small businesses win customers and keep them happy. See how Salesforce Essentials can help you be your best business at salesforce.com slash the journey. Rick joined the team at Dell to continue leading and growing Boomi through the acquisition. And thankfully, Dell was very good at acquisitions. But even in the best circumstances, acquisitions involve a lot of moving parts. As we were scaling Boomi and then um, integrating Boomi into Dell more broadly, the need to be able to share knowledge around the products we were building, the market we're in, the knowledge that employees need to do their job was extraordinarily challenging. And we tried setting up tools like wikis and chat and collaboration type products, and people just tended not to use them. And so what they would do instead is just walk over to subject matter experts or call them or email them incessantly and kind of bury them and burn them out and kind of create a problem. So we would see things like um, onboarding took painfully long to get employees in the know. Product launches were difficult because it was hard to systematically kind of convey what we were releasing, when and why. The customer facing team in particular would feel frustrated because they didn't feel like they could easily find the answer and confidently give an answer to a customer about a product feature or a question around the product, right? And that, you know, sort of observing all those pains and then ultimately looking at the, the market and the opportunity, you're like, man, this really just feels like an unsolved problem. Rick knew he wasn't the only one who'd felt the pain of integrating teams, but he chose to view that struggle as another form of opportunity. Now he had an opportunity to start a new business and also implement all the lessons he'd learned along the way with Boomi. It was his second chance, and this time he was going to do things differently. Rick's new company is called Guru, and everything he learned at Boomi has gone into it. Guru's vision is that the knowledge you need to do your job should find you when you need it. So if you're a salesperson or a customer service agent and you're interacting with a customer and they're asking you product questions or talking about a competitor that you want to instantly be able to find and say just the right thing and have confidence and know that it's right and be able to to quickly be able to respond. Seamlessly communicating information and expectations is Guru's mission. It's also what Rick set out to do by deliberately crafting a healthy company culture. He knew from the early years at Boomi that if he didn't purposefully focus on culture, it could turn into a monster. When we got to right around 30 employees, we sat down and defined our company values. And this is going to be the North Star guiding principle for a employee to do their job and make decisions. And so we said, let's do that now. Let's write them down. Let's share them with the company and then let's find systematic ways to reinforce them. And I learned a ton about how to do that last part, systematic reinforcement by the amazing employees I'm lucky enough to work with who care about and identify with company culture and also feel that it's important and would give me ideas like, hey, we do monthly town halls. What if we had a values in action in every town hall? As soon as they gave me that idea, I immediately started doing it. And so every town hall, we have three to four examples where we acknowledge an employee who did that 
thing, right? And so one of our company values is uh, we create advocates, which is the idea that it's not just about making a customer happy, it's about making them so happy that you're really just trying to get them to a point of wanting to talk about you to their friends. And so whenever someone on the team does something like that, we call it out and celebrate it. Rick is determined to continue learning from his past. For example, one of those cultural values at Guru is that business building is a marathon, not a sprint. That's something Rick learned through the decade-long process of building and selling Boomi. Another cultural value is transparency. By sharing outages publicly at Boomi, Rick learned that transparency is critical in creating trust with customers. These cultural values are more than just lines of copy on a website to the Guru team. They are intentionally lived out every day through every employee, system, and process. This philosophy was instilled in Rick by his mentor and first angel investor in Boomi, who told him, work those core values into the interview process to ensure that as the team grows, those values are preserved. Whenever you're interviewing, he'd say, make sure they don't take themselves too seriously. And I'd be like, what does that mean? You know, but over the time, it just stuck with me. What he was getting at was that so much debate and drama within a company can come from that person who walks in with that pretension and that ego and takes themselves too seriously. And how dare you challenge me? I'm the expert on this. You know, what do you know about this? And so we interview and root out that kind of behavior because debate is good and healthy and necessary. And if you and I don't take ourselves too seriously, we're just going to get to the right answer. We're not going to get mad or emotional. We're just going to get to the good outcome. Success is nearly impossible to achieve without some turbulence along the way. And that's okay. It's through difficult experiences that we learn what works, what doesn't, and what values we really hold. As George Bernard Shaw once said, a life spent making mistakes is not only more honorable, but more useful than a life spent doing nothing. Rick would tell you to embrace the hard times you encounter along the way. Thank you again to our friends at Salesforce Essentials for sponsoring the journey. Our team at The Mission uses Salesforce Essentials every day. Salesforce makes the leading CRM and they created Salesforce Essentials especially for small businesses. It combines sales and service tools in a single app to help you win customers and build your business. It's affordable, it's made for small businesses just like yours, and it includes in-app tutorials so you never get lost. Try it for free today. Visit salesforce.com slash the journey to start your free trial or click the link in our show notes. We love Salesforce Essentials and you will too.